Okay, so it's about four minutes to eight, and so far we've got someone from Dallas. We've got someone from New Orleans. We have, let me see, try Gizmo, let me know if it works for you. Okay, well, right right now I'm on Skype. I'll have to go look into Gizmo later. And we've got Guest 4 logged in. Guest 4, can you hear us? And are you? Actually, Guest 4 is just my bot in case I can't hear you. I'm sorry, Guest 4 is what? This is Joshua. Guest 4 is just me logging in in case I can't hear you and I need to do something over text. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. This is the first time that I've tried anything like this, so everything seems to be working really well so far. If only we could just get some of the background noise to quiet down a little bit. Um, guest 4 is a ghost. <laughs> guest 3 says you're a ghost, Guest 4. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we've got two Angelas. <laughs> we've got Dallas. We've got New Orleans. We've got St. Pete. We've got Sanford Castleberry area here with us. Um, we've got uh, one more person who called in earlier, but nobody else was on the call yet, and she's actually on the road. Dallas has the best ribs. <laughs> she's on the road. Barbecue baby back. We have one person who's on the road from Jacksonville who tried in earlier, and uh, I texted her a little while ago to let her know we had somebody else on, so we'll see if she can manage to get back in. I'll talk to the show. Okay. <laughs> what part of New Orleans are you from? Josh. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What part of New Orleans are you from? Well, at the moment, I'm not in New Orleans. At the moment, I'm in uh, Laplace, but I've been, I've lived all over New Orleans. I've lived in Chalmette. I've lived in Kenner, so I'm all over here. How's everything going there in New Orleans now? I was there last May, close to a year ago, and there were areas that were still in really bad shape. Uh, most of the stuff is pretty much rebuilt. The only places that are still desolate are parts of Chalmette and Plaquemines Parish, and New Orleans East is pretty much still a ghost town. We, we've lost our guest free. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, now the question is, what happened to guest three? Because guest three has left the chat, but hopefully Angela from Dallas is going to be calling back in soon. After doing her baby back with Widow Cat and Dred from Dallas. From Dallas? Yeah. Okay. Well, and Josh, you said you're on the Shadow Lore board, right? Uh, yeah, I'm on the Shadow Lord board. Sometimes I also, uh, actually, I saw this from the Crimson Cross board. But, uh, that's Asmus board. Oh, what? Excellent. From the Crimson Cross board? I don't know that. It's, it's another board that I was invited to join a few months ago. There's Games of North Florida and there's Crimson Cross, which is, they're mostly around the Gainesville area. Yeah, most of, most of, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, a lot of us from Shadow Lore also go on Crimson Cross and we go on Les Vampires. Les Vampires? Yeah, Les Vampires, I know. I know we both. That one I don't know. You'll have to send me a link. Uh, I don't get on much. That's not the same but we met on the rest of it. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, the topic that was chosen for this evening is 
manipulating energy and working with energy, um, the the person who was actually suggesting that topic is the one who's trying to come in from Jacksonville and get here, and she's not logged on right now, but we've, we've got it set up so that people should be able to access this podcast later. So does everybody want to just get started talking about energy manipulation? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sure. Josh, you there with us? <laughs> yeah, I'm here with you. I don't know how much help I'll be. I'm actually a donor, not a vampire. Well, yeah, we're we're oh. talking about <laughs> <laughs> that was a happy challenge. <laughs> do you do you donate blood or energy or both? I actually have done both in the past. <laughs> what benefit do you get from from donating? Donate. Donate. Uh, well, most most of the time, I've just done it to help out friends that were, you know, in a time of need or crisis or until they could find a permanent donor. Um, depending on the vamp in question or the person in question, sometimes I get a bit of an energy high. Sometimes it uh, heightens my, I guess, feelings of affection or friendship for the person, depending on how well I know them. But for the most part, I just did it because I was trying to be a nice guy. Okay, and, and did it seem to help them out? Do you concentrate on any particular emotions when you're when you're donating, or do you let them take from you? Do you try and give to them? Uh, well, if the person is primarily saying, if they're primarily saying, I just usually try to meditate and open myself up to allow them to be available to take what they need from me. Usually if it's psi, I try to, oh, dealing with a number of psi vamps in the past, I've found kind of what works and what doesn't work as far as building up a charge, and I try to give them a clean, as clean a line as possible without static. I don't know if that's making a lot of sense, but... Have you ever donated over the computer? <laughs> Actually, yes, I have. Ow. Hold on just a second, guys. I'm, like, burning my hands. Oh, no. I went, I went to pick up a... um. I went to pick up a tray of tater tots and apparently my glove is not that thick. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, you better? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I've, I've never actually tried to either give or receive energy over the computer. I know when I'm talking with somebody on the phone, I find they get really drained as opposed to like personal interactions. If I'm having a conversation with somebody in person, it energizes me, but if I'm having a conversation over the phone, for some reason, I feel very drained after. Well, I see, I see that it affects pe different people different ways. Some people are better at focusing and pulling, I don't know, you know, it depends on what you visualize on. If you visualize on tendrils or whatever works for you, some people are really good at, they don't actually have to have a person in front of them to be able to pull that energy. And some people, whenever they try to do it, it just goes all out there and they end up feeding on more ambient energy than they actually need. I think that's probably what drains a lot of people. 
the overload. Yeah, there there was somebody who just recently joined onto the meetup board who's in North Carolina, and I was hoping she'd be able to join in today. But one of the things that she said is that uh, she she tries to get energy sometimes over the internet through the video conferencing, um, but she gets a, a headache. She gets migraine headaches from it. And what she's been told is that it's all the ambient energy that she's pulling in, that she's pulling in too much energy, it's too intense, and that's just giving her the headache. So one of the things I planned on trying to talk about tonight is grounding and um, being able to channel some of that excess energy off and ground it off. I've found that when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling more energy than I would. Hello? Yeah, can you hear us? Hello? Hey, sorry, you cut out for a second. Go ahead. Sorry. Like I said, this is an experiment. This is new technology, so I think it's amazing that it's been working as well as it has so far and that everything's up and running. I'm just happy the call is working. Um, I was trying no to um, set up. Um, I, I find that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling very drained, and I assume that it's because I'm putting out more energy than I'm taking in. Because the more energy I take in, the more activity. All that kind of stuff. And I'm beginning to think that maybe it's more like the fact that I'm channeling so much energy, that so much is coming in, so much is going out so fast that my circuits are getting burnt out. And that's why it feels that way. So... Energy. Oh, have you been to the dungeon in New Orleans? The dungeon? Yeah, uh, that used to be my favorite hangout back when I was in college. I haven't been there much recently, but I had a lot of things going on. Great for energy work. It's got, it's got a reputation down there among the quote-unquote reels as being a very touristy place. But if you go in there, you'll always find... There's always at least a group of reels standing on the corner, basically enjoying the free energy buffet from all these tourists who come in there and they, they, they want to believe, sort of putting out the energy. Yeah, it's, it's a buffet, basically. You just go in there and look at all the wannabes and everything, and they're throwing energy all over the place. And Wilma, I'm sorry, I drove really hard to hear. Again? Sorry, Lady Amethyst and Lord Mordred were actually on their way to New Orleans. They were moving and relocating there, and they got there just as Hurricane Katrina hit, so they ended up getting diverted to Florida. Huh, that's pretty cool. Well, not for them. They, they feel like they're kind of stuck here, and <laughs> they wanted to be there where you are. Yeah. Oh, I love it over here. We're actually, this month, they should be opening up uh, the mortuary. It was actually one of the leading funeral homes and one of the uh, resident hotspots over here. They're turning it into a paranormal, a 24-7 paranormal research facility. Oh, wow. Oh, we got to Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that should be opening up this month, and they're going to have, like, sponsored ghost hunts and all that other good stuff. Yeah, I'm actually going to be in New Orleans fall this October because my boyfriend and I are going to be taking the Harry Potter cruise that's going to be leaving out of New Orleans. And really? I wish, yeah, I wish he was here tonight. He's got family in New Orleans. He's, he's got some uh, some really good family ties in New Orleans. But uh, 
he's performing with his Wizard Rock Band at the Orlando Public Library tonight, so he can be here with us. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be down there in October, so uh, I'll have to I'll have to see if we've got some time to check that out while we're down there. Yeah, uh, give me a call whenever you come over here. I'll give you my email or Yahoo, and I'll suggest a bunch of places. Not only, you know, the good haunted houses to hit down here, but a lot of, you know, ghost and vampire crap that they have. Yeah, when when I was down there with my friend Willow last May, we went on the vampire tour as well as the cemetery tour. That was that was a good <laughs> We did the vampire tour, the voodoo tour, and the cemetery yeah. tour. A couple of the people that do the tours down there are uh, legitimate, too. So. Yeah. Of course, when we were down there and we took the tour, it was everything the tour guide said, everybody else in the tour group would turn to me and the amethyst and be like, is that right? Is that right? Is, is what they're saying right? Is that true? <laughs> 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 be like, back up. So we're like, yeah. That's funny. Well, they actually had, before Katrina, they had a shop that was run by Sanguinarians for Sanguinarians called V. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they call it now. I just found it the other day because I was depressed that he was gone, but they had actually just moved it down a couple of blocks, but they renamed it to something else. I remember there was a uh, vampire vampire car, the absolute car that's there. All Pirate Alley. It was down that little Side street there between that and the, uh, the yogurt shop. Hey guys, I'm I'm cutting in and out here. I'm gonna go ahead and listen to y'all on uh, line for a few. And while I'm off, I'm gonna try and call up another uh, vamp friend of mine who's also named Angie. She's from Salt Lake, I wanna say, in Utah. Okay. And I'll try and get her on the chat too. Okay. Okay. Ooh, sounds good. Should we keep talking? Are you going to be able to hear us, or should we? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and turn my speakers back on. I I turned my speakers off because I didn't want y'all to get feedback. I'm going to turn my oh. speakers on the laptop, so I'll be able to hear you through the laptop. Okay. 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 Right. okay. okay so. We've been we've been looking at the. Um, tell us a little bit about your. I have a lot of groups that I just monitor that I've got a special notice. 
Holly Cross hosting, but like he was saying, he's on the Shadow War board where he hosted about the conscious call, but he actually saw it on the uh, prison, prison conscious board. Yeah, he's, he's still there. He's yeah, he's still so it's over here while he's trying to call up his other friend, Angela. And, and her, her, her yeah. <laughs> and where did he say she, she was from? She's like from the whole thing entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just amazing to me that we can actually bring people not just from the state but from all over the country. I'm really happy that that's happening. Tell you that it's evil, or 
say that you know you shouldn't be this way. So the majority of the mainstream religions that actually are vamp are somewhat either in the closet or in denial or something like that. They're not as open to it. So it's more a matter of communication as far as uh, over distribution. And even in the Wiccan and Pagan community, I find that there's a certain amount of prejudice. Like, I personally have never run into it, but we had somebody on our meetup last week uh, who said that she was really happy that we had a group like this started because she said she's also pagan. And she started trying to interact with some of the local Wiccan and Pagan groups in this area, and they were apparently out of the I guess, member which is not the experience that I've had in this particular group. So. That doesn't make sense to me because, uh, other than being Franklin, Wiccans use The fear there is probably that while they're raising the energy for the ritual, you've got somebody there who's slapping it right back off. And that's, you know, I mean, anybody, anybody who is an energy worker an energy feeder that is going into any type of public ritual or anything should at least have self-restraint to say, okay, don't eat. I mean, everybody subconsciously is feeding off the energy there for a level in order for any, any kind of ritual work to work, but if you are somebody who takes in an overload or anything, don't do that until everybody's trying to ground. That's the best time to do it because they're trying to ground all the energy, so... Okay, guests for, I asked guests for, we are, are you? And they said, laugh out loud, I would hope so. Then again, I may just be a figment of your imagination. So I said, easy to believe in this context. That's not a problem. Oh, yeah, I think that can work on a computer screen. So, um, it, that's an interesting point to bring up, especially talking about energy manipulation, because one of the techniques that I have heard of, uh, guests for is still Joshua. Yes, I know. Hello, Joshua. <laughs> Yes, we were talking to you before, so we know you're real. You're a real live boy. <laughs> um, uh, one of the techniques that I've read about, and I think it was Michelle Belanger's on the Psychic Vampire Codex, she was talking about the skill that vampires have for being able to take in all of the energy that's being put out in a Wiccan circle, focusing it, tightening it, purifying it. And then directing it out to whatever the purpose was that it was out in the first place. Basically, like, a vampire city. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> or a liver. Yeah, or a liver. Um, but, yeah, uh, vampires are particularly skilled at being able to take in a lot of different kinds of energy and then transform it and transmute it into something that they themselves can use and being able to recycle the energy and compact it and compress it over and over and over again until you've got a, a really, really dense ball of energy that can then be directed wherever you want it. So if a vampire is participating in a ritual, it's not someone who can siphon off the energy that is supposed to go somewhere else, but that they act as a channel for the energy to make sure that the energy that gets sent out to the goal is even better and more focused than what it otherwise would It also makes a very good emergency, uh, emergency service person at any type of ritual like that where if the energy is raised and all of a sudden there's something going seriously wrong with the energy or something going wrong, like you've got somebody who can step in there 
drawn in covert and help the situation. Uh, one thing that I do personally is uh, not only feeding from energy of the living, but also feeding from psychogenic energy. Uh, I lived for several years in Gettysburg, and I've been to a lot of the haunted, uh, very haunted places in Gettysburg. I worked for a company doing ghost tours down there for a while, and I found that whether the individual that you're taking the energy from is living or dead, that there's really no difference in the energy. Uh, I also noticed that in the event that there were negative spiritual entities uh, causing trouble or anything in a certain area, and that by using energy feeding techniques, I was able to almost vacuum them, drain enough of their energy that they no longer became a problem. In effect, doing almost doing an exorcism uh, just by natural techniques, uh, just by feeding off the energy, bringing it in, filtering it, getting rid of the negative. Yeah, whereas, whereas most people would think of an exorcism as keeping yep. an energy outside of themselves, and trying to break yeah. it apart and keep it outside. You're taking the energy in. You're not. It's not the same thing as like like a psychic medium where you're taking the whole energy into your body and uh, using it as a speaking piece. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can you can gauge your personality. You can find out if the energy is positive or negative energy, but you can draw it in. And Feed off of it, and a lot of times, uh, in a case of a, um, sorry, in a case of a, of a level of haunting, a legitimate level of haunting, a lot of times that situation can be diffused just by the presence of somebody. Naturally, feeds off energy. I get it from there. I get it from there. I get it from uh, streetlights. Uh, no book and candle thing. Uh, <laughs> Then 
maybe, you know, years down the road, they'll be able to build the energy back up again. And we could, we could start talking, too, about the emotional energy that gets set into a place with no response because stories get told over and over and over again. People want to see good, want to experience paranormal activity. So the energy the energy into it. I, I call it like the bully syndrome. And if the being is the same being and it's the residual or coherent energy of somebody who once was, and they're causing trouble just because in life they were a bastard or anything. They're thinking now that they're crossed over, without their limitations of their physical body, they're going to continue to go on bullying everybody. And when you end up doing a feed like this, you're it's basically all of a sudden you just sucker punch them, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, they can fight back." And a lot of times they give up. Okay, Joshua says. True, but that's why cold spots drain heat and batteries and stuff. So as long as there are people in that location, it will eventually build. Then it will eventually build. Hmm, you answered me before I finish typing. How <laughs> <laughs> quick like that? <laughs> See, I was saying this earlier. This is this is the issue that I have with instant messaging. You'll be typing an answer to one question, and somebody's already posting a response to something else you've written. It gets very confusing for me because you're always like three or four lines behind, and you're never sure what you're responding to. It actually works out well that you can hear us, even though we can't hear you, because you can ask a question and we can just say it. But I'm, I'm interested because you said you, you're uh, Angela, you're part Romanian. Um, you sound like you have a little bit of an accent. Are you actually from? No? I, I, it's a nice accent. <laughs> Wow. Without ever having met the person or having. Oh, 
some of my grandmother's relations that didn't really know us well coming up with us asking us if we're the funeral directors because we're just standing there. To the rest of the world, it looks like we're completely emotionally detached, but we're just standing there and taking in energy. Yeah. Of course. Well, and, and grief is another really powerful emotion, and that's an instance where vampires are really good to have around because people can be very overwhelmed by grief, and it's an emotion that can be completely beyond their control and very overwhelming. If you have somebody around wiping some of that energy off, I know that there are some people who would say yes and other people who would say no, just like I know there are some people who swear that uh, eating meat is really bad for working with psi energy and working with psychic abilities because it's very grounding and it's very material and I find just the opposite. When I've been reading tarot all day long, I get really lightheaded and I see something ground and I've been putting that energy out all day so I need to take in some serious food and I always want like bread. I want serious meat. You know, I want steak, raw, bloody meat. And I'm not, I'm not a saying vampire but I love raw, bloody meat. Okay, well, we'll let you finish that. Uh, 
that it is just a pressure response or because of the energy in the blood. I would say, yeah, I, I'd say it's a little of both. I mean, we're, we've evolved to be meat eaters and, um... Well, I'm still, I mean, I can feed off of ambient energy, sexual energy. My preference is still blood. <laughs> and it's, oh yeah. <laughs> what is, what is the difference do you find between drinking and my energy and actually taking it through the blood to the I'm not saying 
but I get a lot of that energy from Phoenix. Yeah, you can, oh, the other one, too, is uh, when I was living in Gettysburg, I used to go to uh, into Washington, D.C. for uh, going to uh, Washington, D.C. a lot to a fetish club down there. And fetish uh, energy, sexual tension, a lot of them, a lot of them work the same way. And we have a question from Joshua. Do you notice much of a difference between feeding on a regular Monday and feeding on other Monday? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. like she was saying, the difference between beer and a shot of whiskey is the energy is heightened and refined and much easier. I Except for me, it's like the difference between Budweiser and Moetian Dawn champagne. It's, it's that kind of difference. I must have I prefer feeding from other vans. Unfortunately, I don't please. I've got the, the warrior complex where you can yep. run me through. <laughs> yes. I've got the warrior complex where you can just like run me through with a blade and get nothing. Even when I have piercing done, uh, actually scared the hell out of the piercer. He, he pierced both of me. He's like, well, this is supposed to bleed. And it didn't bleed. So. As a matter of fact, I have a donor and he's in New Orleans. <laughs> Which I haven't seen in two years. Oh, okay, that's my leg. <laughs> but yeah, and I found being in relationship with another vampire always works out really well, at least from that point of view. The rest of the relationship might be totally screwed, depending on the personality involved, but um, if you have somebody with you who also knows how to channel energy and you can feed off of each other and you can deliberately and consciously raise energy together and feed off of each other, that's a mind-blowing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also why being frank and tequila doesn't mix. <laughs> well, so, and then you were, you were bringing up the question about meat and whether or not that affects things, and cigarettes, and whether that affects things, and there's some question, I think, about alcohol, whether alcohol and other drugs affect energy, because some, some people find that somebody who's high on something, alcohol or, or marijuana, is a different kind of energy well, part of it too is a lot of times people consuming large quantities of alcohol or drugs or any other type of mind-altering substance, what it ends up doing is they, in effect, become the person that they would really like to be. They act in a way that they would like to behave. And completely gets rid of all their inhibitions, all their warnings. So you're almost sometimes actually getting a more pure form of energy out of them because you're actually it's breaking down the barriers and you're getting more of their true self, how they really deep down feel they are, as opposed to how they're pretending to be. And they're not holding in a lot of their energy either. Yeah, well, that's their shields come down and they're a lot more gregarious and a lot more giving. Um, yeah. About the energy it's just the whole, you know, crap voice syndrome. Get them drunk and wait <laughs> till their pants are down and then go for it. <laughs> 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 
well, I was an honorary member of a fraternity, but it had more to do with the fact that I could get 12 kegs of beer into the back of my purse than <laughs>
reply for the chat time. Oh, thank you. Oh, no, no problem. No problem. Thank you for the chat time. Okay. Let me spell this right because everybody always uses proper spelling in chat, right? Okay, so, yeah, first Friday of every month, 7 to 9, and this didn't work out too badly. We'll, we'll see if it can work out better next time, if we can get more people on, and hopefully we'll be able to control the sound a little bit better. We had to buy very much. Okay. Let me copy that. And find something to paste on. Hold on, bear with me. <laughs>